0: Welcome to the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul, Food, and War. I'm Lola Troy, the host and curator of Heal Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our Black joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul, relationships, and businesses. And in today's conversation, we're talking about how to heal from and recognize narcissistic behavior. And today, our guest is Minister Jamie Jacobs. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. And I see so many of my people. Hey, y'all. Hey. I'm glad you showed up. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you came. Good evening. I see everybody coming in. We are so glad you guys are here. As she said, Um, my name is Jamie. And I am the tribe leader here at the Impact Sacred Space. And my daughter is here. Hey, Jayla. (laughs) <laughs> that's hey awesome
0: Love i want to give you, you i want to really give you your props because i think it's important for people to know who you are and what you're about and where you come from uh, jamie is a registered nurse she's a pmh nurse practitioner student and minister living in treasure coast florida so she's an east coast girl like me jamie fr- provides her tribe and the community at large with volunteerism, equity, and resources for healing and learning post-narcissistic abuse. And the crowd goes wild, as they say in the comments.
1: Uh, that's my girl Candace yes I made sure that um when we talked about this that I made sure I reach out to everybody that really needed to hear this uh, my tribe your tribe friends family and people that I really talk to directly who need to hear this conversation
0: and share share it right now you guys get on right now share this conversation with two yes. or three of your good 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 girlfriends that you know need to be hearing this conversation Yes, we have done what we have uh, we, we literally have been um, dealing with narcissism for a long time and we d- don't even realize it. Sometimes we don't even recognize it in ourselves. We, we will recognize it in others, but we don't recognize it in ourselves. And I think it's very important that we talk about that tonight. So as we're getting started, I think, you know, this is a really big conversation. In our community, we don't want to talk about narcissism. We don't want to talk about abuse. We don't want to talk about mother wounds. We don't want to talk about those things that would shed light on the negative impact that it's had on our lives, right? We don't want to peel back those layers and discuss things that show us in a light where it's not necessarily the best thing for us or show us in a light where we're showing up as negative or we're, exposing ourselves in a negative way or we're exposing maybe a family member or we're exposing a relationship that everybody thinks is couple goals but they don't realize that that part (laughs) it ain't all that behind closed doors right Absolutely.
1: absolutely so
0: tell me how you got started with helping people with narcissistic abuse and behavior like What is your journey when it comes to narcissism and narcissistic abuse and behavior? Uh,
1: My journey started, like, I think a lot of people's does, uh, started with me not really going, no, what's going on? You know, like I just didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why am I not connecting with, you know, parents the right way? Why am I not connecting with friends properly? Why am I not connecting in relationships properly? Why? That the people that are my family and are close to me and that I love and that should be loving me back are not reciprocating. What is going on? Why? Why don't they have the capacity? What's mm. <laughs> up? You know what I mean?
0: Like that's where it starts. Right. 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 And right. from there,
1: you, you go from that space to going like, okay, something's wrong with me. There's something wrong with me because these people have friends, they have family, have they have coworkers who love them. Mm. Yeah. So it's got to yeah. be me. Right. So this, mm-hmm. this was my journey going through these moments where I'm like, OK, this is what I'm dealing with, but it has to be me. And then I kind of got into uh, this situation where because and this is how it happens a lot of times because you were raised in a certain situation or you might have been raised by people who are narcissistic, you automatically lean into those relationships as an adult. Um, Even if you think you don't, even if you think you don't, there are autonomic things that happen in our body, autonomic things that happen um, chemically within our brain that change us. Um, The gray matter in an empath's brain is completely different from a narcissist's brain. They are different. Um, And this is coming from a medical aspect because I split both ends. Um, The brain looks different. Um, But also, my, my journey has been going from being raised one way to being in relationships and then saying like, this isn't working for me. This is going to kill me. Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? This is going to, this is really going to take me out if I don't figure out what is what. And it wasn't until I got into the second relationship with, which could have possibly been the third. I'm still mowing it over. But the second (laughs) relationship with somebody where I was like, Oh no, oh no, I can't mistake it. This person, I know what it is. I've seen it. I can't mistake it. It's worse than the last one. Mm. And that is when I knew. And I said, you know what? I was I've always been a person. We're who's having some we're
0: having some technical technical things. You're slowing down a little bit. Uh-oh. I don't know. Am I with you guys? Am I back? Yeah, it's not okay. clear though. You're a little fuzzy, so I'm just wondering, is it Yours, Maybe I yours. need to move. If I need to move, I'll move. Yeah, you might need to move just a little bit, but it's okay. okay. We we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it rolling. Okay. Um. So oh. so did you recognize like it, it was a pattern? It's something that you think that when you got into that second or third relationship, you you started noticing that you're either trauma bonding with people or it's something that you're noticing this pattern of narcissistic
1: behavior in relationship yeah and it
0: stems from what what
1: did that stem from for you um I, i'm laughing right here because my girl carrie said it's clear like we've had this conversation it's clear it it comes from that pattern it's when you get to the next person and you go well did you know him <laughs> because you're doing what he did mm. how how is that possible how is right. it possible? and then really what you do is you start to reflect on yourself and you go, How is it possible that I ended up in this same financial space? Twice back to back. How is it back that I back. End up in, yeah, back to back? How is it that I end up in the same emotional space? Back to back. And then you start to wonder, okay, well, it's not like that with everybody. Who is it with? And that's when you start to realize triggers. You start to realize you know when you feel a way around certain people and that kind of starts to um show you who's who and who's siphoning energy and who's putting in good things but that's something you also have to be fearful of because of love bombing right you have to <laughs> wonder what's accurate what's not what's real and what's not um and i've gotten real good at that <laughs> um, right What
0: is, what is love bombing? I know you're speaking about love bombing. What exactly is that? What is the, what does love bombing look like for a person in a relationship?
1: Oh my gosh, the worst thing in the world. (laughs) It's the worst thing in the world. Love bombing for somebody in a relationship looks something like this. Um, I meet this person and when we meet, we, it's instant, right? It's like, oh my goodness, you are that other piece of me. You are that twin flame. You are that other half that I just didn't. I knew you were here. I knew you were out here. I found you, right? The day we get together, you're telling me everything that I've ever wanted to hear from a a partner. Everything, everything. Anything I wanted to hear about my, my intelligence, my beauty, my ambition, anything. You are right there with the words. You're right there with the time you can text me back right away (laughs) you can call anytime Mm. you're just there right you are absolutely bombing me with all good things all love everything i absolutely ever wanted from somebody you're giving that to me but it's for a short amount of time Mm. and the minute you give it to me the clock starts running but i don't know that Mm.
0: I don't know that so the minute that you the person is love bombing you uh-huh. the clock starts running on what the clock starts running on when the narcissist begin
1: two. no ma'am the, here's the thing that we don't understand until after we get out of these relationships that these people seek us out um we're like pray so it starts the minute they meet us the minute let's say we're on live and we get on i'm like oh lola oh she's beautiful Ooh, so I'm going to tell her about how great her hair is and her, she has beautiful lips and her glasses and her style. This is what I'm going to tell her, right? Because these are things that everybody can see, but I'm going to go like, I'm going to make her feel so good Mm -hmm. and sweet. I'm going to make her feel like you the only Lola out here. Right. There was no (laughs) Lola. She was no showgirl. It was just you. Right, right. (laughs) That's it. And you're going to feel like that. So what are you going to do? You're going to go out into the world. You're going to feel like that. You're going to tell family. You're going to tell friends. You're going to tell people at work. You're going to walk a little lighter. You're going to skip to a beat. You know, your favorite song, just a little bit more jumping than usual because everything is great because you found that other half that's like, I'm here, boo. You are amazing and that is it. Right. But the minute they start, the clock runs like that moment. Once they know that she likes this, he likes this. They like Mm -hmm. this. It starts Mm -hmm. right then. Right. It starts right there. You don't realize, but they'll sneak things in.
0: Drop down in the comments, you guys, if you've ever experienced someone love bombing you, if you've ever experienced um, narcissism in real time. Um, I definitely have experienced that uh, in relationship. I've definitely experienced that in Friendship, I've definitely experienced that in the work area. Um, in corporate America, you've got narcissistic bosses, uh, people that, you know, want you to, they, they will take, literally take credit for your work um, and abuse you in the process. Mm-hmm. But in front of people, they're like, you know, they, they put on their game face and everything is, you know, copacetic, everything is just wonderful. But at the same time, behind closed doors they're a nightmare to work with there are people that literally abuse you verbally emotionally mentally and you're 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 going home going home just completely you're you're pouring from an empty cup right Mm -hmm. yeah so what are some of those other characteristics that we need to try to recognize in our relationships whether it's our boss whether it's our friendships whether it's our love relationships whether it's our family members, because we don't want to talk about that, because it could it, it come from family members as well. Um, tell me what those characteristics look like. Give me, a, give me like your top five characteristics of, a, of narcissism.
1: Gotcha. So that, what you said about bosses and parentage go hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's an escapism. There's somewhere for everybody to go at the end of the day, right? Even with parents even with parents, but they have that equivalent narcissism, um, like workplace people do, because they'll tell all their friends that you're wonderful. And they'll tell all their friends that you're talented. And they'll tell all the co workers that Oh, this person Oh, they're always on the spot to get it done. Oh, my daughter, she's she's so smart, she gets it done. But they don't tell you that. Right? When you're in the Mm -hmm. office, they're like, I thought you were going to be able to get all of them done and, and you didn't. So, uh, you know, and you feel deject- like you, you've done something wrong. It might not even be mastermind wrong. manipulation. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So that is something that people deal with, with parents and with bosses. So some of the things that I listed here as red flags, because I wanted to be super prepared for you guys, toxic communication. That is the number one. So if you feel in your chest that somebody is communicating with you in a toxic manner, they probably are um because feelings are irrational and that's just something that we have as human beings um so resentment if you're around this person and you already feel resentment before they've started talking probably have been gaslighting you they're probably a narcissist um if you're in a relationship with somebody and they make your self-esteem feel lower lesser Mm. you don't feel as beautiful Um, Your outer doesn't match your inner. You're not getting dressed anymore. You're not feeling positively about yourself. Um, Fear, straight up fear. Like fear of going (laughs) home, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of picking the wrong thing, fear of having too much of an opinion. Um, Even fear of just that person leaving, right? Because, I mean, and and, and we have to acknowledge that because we spend so much time building our relationships, getting to know people, getting into these situations where we don't want it to end, especially if we're an empath, where we're about, we're builders. So we don't want these things to end. So we try exponentially to make them work. Um, so some of the things that you'll see are financial abuse in two ways. Um, so financial abuse in the way where either you find a narcissist that pays for everything, But in exchange, take your clothes off. Mm. Be ready. Everything has a price tag. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're going to go out to a lovely dinner. We're going to have a lovely show. We're going to ride in the nicest car. I'm going to buy you a beautiful dress. You're going to have the best shoes on. I'm going to walk around with you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to tell everybody, look at her. Look at her walk. I'm going to walk behind you. I'm going to put my jacket in the rain for you. Mm. As soon as we get to the car, I don't know your name. You're not a person. You're a thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. fondle you. I'm gonna tell you, oh, be ready. I'm gonna now. I'm a different person. Now I'm my overt because I've I've, I've paid for you. I paid for this. That's financial abuse, right? Because in your heart you're thinking this person loves you. They're doing this out of the kindness of your heart, but then you don't realize oh I'm a prostitute like in a way it makes you feel like a Mm -hmm. prostitute but if you were to say that to them they would they oh no that's ridiculous they make it seem like oh well you love me right we're in a relationship you love me but you don't feel that way and that's another thing that is a major thing that you have to watch out for with narcissism is the fact that you're confused (laughs) <laughs> like if you don't know whether or not do I love them? Do they love me? Are they like you shouldn't be confused?
0: Yeah, love is not confusion. Mm-mm,
1: absolutely.
0: Love is not confusion. Um, so you say confusion. You say financial abuse. What are some of the other things that you would talk about?
1: Oh my goodness. So, um, social media, um, sexual abuse. So there's social media is debilitating within itself. It will cause a relationship to, I mean, deteriorate and crumble. You you will be a shell of yourself because if you actually, and I'm, I'm an advocate for this, like, I don't tell everybody to do this, but I will go in your phone, <laughs> I will go on your phone. Like, and, and it might not be the best thing to do, but I've done it. And I've gone into the phone of somebody that I've been like, okay, I think this person is narcissistic, let me check. And I've done it to people that I haven't even been that serious about. Just because I'm like, let me confirm what it is that I think. They'll be on six or seven date naps. Some of them with a picture, some of them without one. The number of women or men that they're communicating with is astronomical. Okay. You think, oh, uh, too many people on a dating app. That's a, okay. That's a, No, 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 no. I'm talking 60, 70. 80 because it's about attention and it's about the sex and it's about getting those prime aims met that's the that's it they don't even think about you they don't even consider you in that process it's whatever they they just it's just whatever so the dating apps are an issue social media is an issue so you can be in a relationship with somebody for four or five years i i personally know people who are in relationships with people they have two or three children and they appear nowhere on their social media that is a telltale sign. That is a serious red flag. If you know that somebody has a family or that you have a family with this person and it looks like they are single as a dollar bill, that's something tell-tale that you... Time. Oh, telltale sign always. And and the thing that you have to watch out for is the friends and family when it comes to social media, when it comes to the dating apps, when it comes to... um specifically things like um, OnlyFans. Um, People are out here, okay? Um, It is not safe for you to be having sex with a narcissist. It is just not. Um, And I hate to say it like that, but it's not safe for your body. It's not safe for for your well-being, and that's in a spiritual realm. And it's also in a a medical realm. Um, STDs are rampant. They do not protect themselves when they have sex. Um, there's only one type of narcissist that will protect themselves and it's because they consider sex nasty. Um, but they do it in order to pull the roots, right? To pull the wool over your eyes. They'll, they'll do it, but they really don't like you. They find you disgusting. Those are the only people who really wear protection during sex. The rest of them, they won't. They, they just won't because a lot of them use babies, STDs, And things like that to entrap you. So it is their intention to not wear a condom. And a lot of times women will be thinking, oh, they're in love with me. He's love bombing me. He's doing all these things. And he said he wants to have a baby too. (gasps) Mm. Oh, this is my husband. This is the guy. He wants everything. He wants a baby. He wants a family. He wants all these things. But really, he just wants these things so that he can trap you. So that he can do this forever to you or that Mm -hmm. so she can trap you and she can Mm -hmm. do these things forever to you because a baby is forever and a lot of times they'll meet you and lean on that right away um another thing to watch out for is how they speak about their family and friends right away if they lead with stories about my mom my dad this is what they did to me this is how they abused me Um, you know, as people who have been abused verbally, it takes a little bit of time to kind of let your guard down enough to tell people, this is what's going on with me. This has been my past. Not them. Not them. They're going, they're going to come out the gate with that because they want you to be like, Oh man, let me protect them. Let me show them that I love them. Let me show that I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm loyal. Cause they love that word. Mm -hmm. Be loyal. Let me show you that I'm loyal. And so we think like, oh, I gotta be loyal. He's he's been so hurt. She's been so hurt. I gotta be there. I can't leave. I gotta stay. Until you're they're just they have gotten to the point where they're like, Got it. It's what it's almost what they say. Gotcha. Right. Man. So
0: I wanna take a turn for a second because I think that type of narcissistic abuse is something that is more prevalent. That's something uh-huh. that is easily easier to identify. Um, black, women, black women in particular this week, we learned last week we have been dealing with mother wounds. Yes. In particular. And our expert, Jennifer, uh, that came on last week, Black Mother Wound, uh-huh. stated that we never had autonomy over our bodies, our emotions, etc. No. Do you believe that we struggle as Black women with narcissistic behavior?
1: And, and for a lot of reasons, it's it's exactly. I, and I listened to that live. Also, it was really good. Um, for exactly what she said,
0: you're breaking up.
1: Having our body and not being able to choose who we have as partners is definitely um, a major thing. Like she said, I think another. Big piece of that is kind of like this, and I don't even know where it comes from. This stand by your man type, whatever that is. Like I don't even know where that comes from. I I, I mean,
0: I'm I'm talking about in the sense of ourselves. Uh Like, do we reckon? Do we 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 need to start recognizing the behavior in ourselves because of not having autonomy with our emotions. Uh-huh. coming from, stemming from relationships, toxic behavior in our family. Uh-huh. So because we didn't have autonomy over our, our emotions and we didn't have autonomy over our bodies, what happens is when we become parents or when we get in relationships or when we go to work or when we're in friendships, we become the bully because we've been bullied, right? right. So the, a lot of times you've got angry black, you know we've got the angry uh-huh. black woman syndrome and Now we've turned the gun on everybody else because the gun was turned on us. You know, we were never able to express our feelings. We were never able to say the things that we want to say. So now in conversations, we bully people in conversations. We bully people into loving us. We bully our children Uh because we're mad about certain things. Right. So Uh can you speak to that? The narcissistic behavior that we have inside of ourselves, Uh not just the people that we're in relationship with.
1: I think that is a, I think that's a passed down trait um, from just negative ways of parenting. Honestly, I think that parents before us, I give them a 50% grace and 50% get out of here because Half of, the, half of the grace for me is like okay i can see that you've had to go through i've seen i can see that you had to endure i can see that a part of especially for people who have older parents like myself i can see that a lot of what you've done a lot of what you said has been survival right it's been making sure that you can be here for me and making sure that you can live and work and prosper and be a part of and assimilate into a community that doesn't really want you, right? So I understand all of those aspects. But what I don't understand and this is where they, they like like they miss me. Like I'm like I'm like, eh, Is when you get your own children?" Mm-hmm. Right? Mhm. Both my parents nurse. When you get and and I have conversations with my dad sometimes that get ugly. And not because I am falling um victim to him but more so because i'm standing up for myself so fiercely that <laughs> it's going to get ugly because you're not going to relinquish and and be accountable and when i had my own children i had to be accountable i had to be able to say i apologize i'm sorry what I is, have said that
0: what i think what happens is the generation before us uh-huh they were not held accountable i think now we 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 have words to put with it like we Uh know what it is before we didn't know what narcissism was right Uh we didn't know what a mother wound was we didn't know what um these things were because we didn't have words we didn't have the expression to or the 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 medical terminology absolutely that identifies Uh what those things are yeah. Now that we can put words to it and now we can identify and say, hey, you know what? This is narcissism. Or hey, this is a mother wound. Or hey, yeah. this is a father wound. That generation doesn't want to be held accountable, right? Uh-uh. It's just like, oh, that's just how we were. That's mm-hmm. just My parents were like that. That's mm-hmm. how they raised us. That's how we raised you. But that doesn't work with the children of today, right?
1: And let me tell you why it doesn't work. You, you, what you mentioned about your baby last time that's why it doesn't work. But also, it doesn't work because those narcissistic tendencies will have them judging you for the stuff that they did to make you like that. And that is where I draw the line. That's okay. where I draw it. Because I said, okay, now, wait a minute. I can understand you having to survive and you, and you rearing me because you had to survive. But I'm going to need you to at least know that's what you did. Like I'm going to need you to at least understand that's what you did for you to be able to help me out as a, as a parent, for you to be able to stand alongside of me. I was watching an episode of um, Love and Hip Hop the other day with uh, one of the rappers on there. Her mom would not admit Like, she would not admit all the trauma and the things they went through. Like, she just wouldn't until that girl had to become a child again. She literally was breaking down, not breathing, not flying, for her mom to soften enough to say, I remember. And those are the only words that she said. And for her to say those two words, her baby just, she couldn't hold it together because it was like, why did it take so long? Why did it take forever for you to acknowledge something that you're very much aware of? And that's where it, it it does something to me. And that's where I have to say, okay, I'll give them 50% grace and 50% get out of here. Because you do recognize it because those are the things that they gaslight you about.
0: Right. Um, I think this is very, very key in, in, our, in both of our tribes in the sense that um, we, we, we're both very passionate about healing Black women. We're very, very passionate about Um, shedding light on situations that we want our sisters to heal from right yes and I think when we you you have to work from the inside out like Mm -hmm. if we're talking about community yeah my grandfather always said you know when you're pointing the finger at some at someone you're pointing three fingers back at yourself so Mm -hmm. it starts with ourselves right Mm -hmm. so with that being said If you're recognizing that you have this bitter syndrome and you're not taking accountability for your behavior and you're acting like a child as an adult, you're having an adult temper tantrum with people or you're bullying people and you're just like, Oh, that's just my way. This is how I get things done. That's how I get people to respond to me. What are some way, what are some things or what are some practices that you utilize with the people that you coach or the people that you, minister to to help them become better in practicing better behavior when it comes to that what what are some things that you could suggest to our sisters hey you know this is not working this is not going to get you anywhere you're going to hit a brick wall at some point so what are some things that you can suggest to help put in practice for them
1: Um, what I leave with brute, like truth and honesty, a lot of people come to me and I also am a Simbus facilitator. So I talk to a lot of people that are in relationships a lot. And what I give is brute honesty. I I say, well, what are the responses that you're getting when you behave like that? I just ask the question because sometimes people don't, I've noticed that people just don't front other people. Mm. They just don't. They just mm-hmm. let them continue, and I feel like that's how we get into the relationships with these grown children, because nobody has stopped them before they got 20, 30, 40, and said, hey, you know, by what you're putting out, do you like what you get back? What what right. are you getting back? So, a um, of times out of ten, they'll tell you, well, the reason I did this is because it, so they're agitated already, and it's like, okay, let's focus on keeping you from being agitated. What would keep you from being agitated if you were able to communicate this like would you still be agitated in the same fashion let's make steps so that you can be aware of how you're talking to people that's a that's a number one because it's not always what you say it's the way that you're communicating it it's tone, it's yes.
0: tone.
1: Yes. specifically
0: black women um, I think we model a lot of behavior from our parents and our grandmothers and our mothers and the tone of the 70s and the 80s you know, it was survival when it came to them, right? Uh-huh. So their tone with us was never soft or gentle or uh-huh. um, from a place of, I need you to understand this. It was, you're going to do what I say. You you know that phrase, like, do what I say? Or, or, or you keep your mouth closed and you listen to what I have to say kind of uh-huh. thing. Like, you don't yes. have a voice, really. Yeah. So you don't have autonomy there. With that being said, it's like, how can we turn, turn that back where we are dialing it back where women are understanding that, you know, you attract more bees with honey than you do vinegar.
1: Uh-huh.
0: My grandmother used to say that all the time.
1: Always. So yep.
0: we got to get into a place where we recognize our own softness. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, we are hard. We have this hard exterior or this hard shell because we want to protect ourselves, but at the same time, like you said, that is not getting us anywhere. That is not uh, moving or, or or making us progress forward, right? So, with that being said, it's like we've got to soften ourselves. We got to work from the inner out. And I think a lot of times we're so geared to point the finger at somebody else, not recognizing how did you get in a relationship with a mar- with a narcissist? Uh huh.
1: My sister the other day uh was talking to me about something similar. And that that's a that's a double-edged sword. For one, it's our spaces, right? So the empath sacred space is a sacred space for a reason, right? Because I boot you up out of there. I block people all day long. That my block thumb is so wrong because if you don't belong there, you don't belong there with the rest of my people because I don't like what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So It's about your spaces. Every space is not for you. And that's one thing that we have to understand. Every space is not for us. But the ones that are will allow us the softness. They will allow us the space to be vulnerable. Because vulnerability is a two-edged sword. I can say today, I'm going to try to be vulnerable. I'm going to say this. But based on the response, it, it might impact if I'm vulnerable with those people again. Right, mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that you're in spaces where people are leaving room for you to do that. Right, and sometimes it's about safety, yeah.
0: softness comes from safety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I think about my space when I am in a place of safety where I know that there's a safe space for me. Uh-huh. I have no problem being vulnerable. I have no problem with my wall being let down because I feel like I'm in a safe space. So I can be myself. I can be soft. But if I'm in a place where I don't feel necessarily safe, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh-huh. oh, I'm put. I'm putting on all my gear. Right. You know what I mean? I'm putting on all my gear. But I think what happens is, we've gotta we've gotta lead from a place of 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 of, of safety. We've gotta mm-hmm. lead. We gotta have these conversations where our sisters feel safe enough to come in and comment and say, hey, I'm being triggered by something that you're saying right now. Uh, Last week we stopped. It was such a powerful moment. We stopped and Jennifer allowed us to just take in some breaths because people were being triggered because they have mother wounds. There's somebody in the comments that says, my mom still treats me like I don't have a voice.
1: Uh, no, I just. we got to have these. hear you.
0: We got to have these conversations where people yeah. feel like it's okay to come in and share and say these things, and we're here for you. We're here. We're going to back you. We're going mm-hmm. to hold. We're going to hold you in our arms and say, "Sister, it's all right. I experienced that too. Yeah. I understand where you are. Yeah. I understand when somebody." is not valid giving you validation. I understand when you're in a, a scenario where people are talking to you, and you feel like you're not being heard, or you feel like your presence is not validated, right? And, and with Black women, that's at home, that's in work, that's you know out in the street. People are just like, have you ever just, this is one thing that just gets my goat. And I know I'm totally getting off subject, but it's still about validation. You could be walking down the street and let's say a white counterpart is walking. Why is it in us to move out of the way for them to keep walking?
1: I don't do that no more. I don't do it anymore
0: <laughs> either, but... you in the streets <laughs> stems from us not feeling worthy of being on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That stems from us not feeling worthy
1: of our space is still on a, on a real real fine tip that comes from people showing you throughout your life that when a white person comes, you get out the way. Cause you in a way. They got somewhere to be. They doing something important. Don't get in their way. Get out their way. It-
0: but it also comes from, I was watching an interview the other day with Gabrielle Union, and she was talking about the Met Gala, and she said she remembers, she really enjoyed this Met Gala because in this particular Met Gala, the the, the kids that are my daughter's generation, at the Met Gala, they just took up space. Uh-huh. They were there in the space of I'm here, yeah. we are the culture, Get on or get, you know, get missing, kind of thing. Whereas before, generations before my generation, she felt ducked down. Like she would go and she would be like, oh, hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. Because we were reared in a generation where our value and our worth was not the value and worth of our white counterparts. So Mm -hmm. that's why we were moving out the way on the sidewalk. And it wasn't this generation, this generation, they take up space in the room.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why I can't use the same mother wounds that I got on my daughter because my daughter's looking at me like, Ma, I'm I'm not buying that. Uh-huh. Like, that's not nice. Uh-huh. You can't bully me into
1: doing something just because you think I should do it. Right? I think I I wanna hope. I want to hope because I'm seeing it slowly. Like, I wanna hope that people are just getting on board and that they're recognizing when people are doing it, when people are using things like tears, or things like um gaslighting or your appeal or your age, where it's like, okay, that's not enough. I think people are kind of like realizing and coming up to this level where okay, that's manipulative. Or this might we've not got be. words
0: for it now. We know yeah. what
1: manipulation is. Yeah. We know what we
0: know what gaslighting is. We know what love bombing is. We didn't have the verbiage before. We didn't We didn't recognize. We saw it. We're like, okay, something about this is not right. This guy uh-huh. is a little off. He's a little strange. He's, he's, he's saying all the right things, but something in my gut is telling me, my inner compass is telling me that it's not right, right? Yeah. Now we know we have the
1: word for it. That's love bombing. Or I think it goes back to that life. survival hmm? too. I think it goes back to that survival. I've talked to a lot of older black women who have been very aware of like side babies and side women and just all type of stuff and they'll tell you in a way where it's like oh but you know they'll go back to the finances right? They'll be like oh you know don't do this. That man gonna be a man or the man back in the day da la la but the finances, you know, you let that you don't want to be out. You you know, let that man take care of whatever. And so I'm I'm so confused. I even had somebody very close to me, like an aunt, the other day, say this about my niece, and, well, my cousin, her daughter, and she was like, "Well, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he do his thing, but he got to come home." Like those are her literal words, and I was looking at my auntie like, "Are you all right? That's that's her daughter. That's weird." But in your mind, you're thinking back there where you're like, Oh, survival, survival, survival. And I'm like, half the women out here making more bread than the men. What are you talking about?
0: Somebody in the comments is asking, okay, can you define what love bombing
1: is more? Define. Uh-huh. It more. So love bombing. Love bombing, we talked about this a little bit before. Love bombing is when you first get into that relationship, you feel like that's your soulmate, you guys are on it, they're telling you all the things you want to hear. They got all the time in the world for you. They're texting, they're calling. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. And you're it. They have bombed you with all the love you could ever want. But what we said before was that's on a clock. So the minute they start, that's on a clock. The minute they see you're hooked to it, it stops. Right then.
0: Right then and there. Um, Jamie, this conversation has been so good. I want to... Talk about what you're doing in this space with your clients and with the people that you work with. Tell Hill Black Joy what you're doing, what your social media is, what you're working on. Um, I think this is a necessary conversation. We're gonna have to come back for two, a uh, part two, because I think people need to recognize what uh, narcissistic behavior is in others, in relationships, uh, within ourselves. You know. Yeah us bullying folk, we need to understand that from a, from a very deep, 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 we need to start peeling back these layers. Uh-huh. So what are you working on um, to help heal your tribe? I love what you do. I'm such a fan of yours. I, I, I honor you for coming on tonight. Talk to us about what you're doing in
1: your space. Um, so thank you again for the opportunity. We do have to do a part two. Um, so in my space, I have the empath sacred space. I have healwithjamie.com. And on October 1st, thank you, Jesus. On October 1st, we will be moving into our headquarters for Heal with Jamie. Yay. And we are starting Sona Brunch Club. You can find Sona Brunch Club on my website and also on Instagram. Sona being Survivors of Narcissistic Abuse. Sona. So, and we are a brunch club we are a monthly brunch club, and we have memberships within the memberships um, you get ebooks printables uh, brunches, we have fat brunches with our faithful available teachable brunches where you come and you get the word, you get ways to do the pivot, which is my new program um thirty days out of narcissistic abuse, so we are throwing workbooks we're throwing ebooks we're throwing events, and everything at Nar- narcissism and narcissistic abuse because we realize that the aftermath of that healing is not being isolated and being alone. It is building and developing yourself. It is building and developing your finances again. So we are going to step by step take you on this journey with Sona Brunch Club to get that done. Um, And our office is located in downtown Fort Pierce at the beach, (laughs) y'all.
0: I I think this conversation has been so key um, to what we're doing. Um, I, we, we've been going on this, I know it's been kind of heavy, you guys, the last couple of weeks, we went from boundaries, we talked about self-preservation, we talked about mother wounds, we talked about narcissistic behavior, and for the month of October, we're going to be talking about mindset, uh, Mm -hmm. financial mindset, physical mindset, spiritual mindset, um, because we want to not talk about and just stay in the trauma. Yes. We want to talk about how do you heal from this trauma uh-huh. and how do you get your mind because Heal Black Joy was basically birthed out of. I understood that there was a thing that we, we want to manifest, we want to yes. do things, we want to get and accomplish our goals. But, how? but there are some things that we have not tapped into, and that's that trauma from our childhood that we have uh-huh. not dealt with. We try to keep going, and we're like in quicksand, we just get stuck there, right? Yeah. We have not healed that trauma in order. Y- yeah. You want to move forward, but you gotta, you gotta call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta heal that thing before you actually can walk out manifestation. I believe true healing and true manifestation comes from you being healed from the things of your past and be able to have a clear mind, a clear spirit, and you know, then you're able to walk through, and then you can get downloads where yeah. you're supposed to be doing things creatively and doing things in the community and in the marketplace. Right. So that is what Hill Black Joy is about. Please, 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 if you have not gone to follow the In Path Sacred Space, Jamie has put her information in the chat. Please so go I follow b- her now.
1: Put my number there for the pivot. So the and she put her
0: number there for the pivot starts. October 1st. All right. 30 it, start, days. it starts October 1st. So we're really yes. cool about that. I also want to say, click the link at our bio to sign up for all Hill Black Joy content. If you want to be the first to know about webinars, live group coaching workbooks and more also click like and share, go follow us at Hill Black Joy here on Instagram, Facebook, as well as TikTok. I'm starting a private group on Facebook because we're getting ready to dive into mindset in the next quarter. And I'm really, really excited about that. I thank you, my sister, for coming on and talking to us about narcissistic behavior and abuse. I wish you well on your journey and you guys go follow her right now. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys have a wonderful evening. Always remember that this healing journey Sometimes it's going to feel like soul food, and sometimes it's going to feel like war. I urge you to acknowledge and honor both positions and everything in between. Thanks for tuning into the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War.